0: Oh, Alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts
1: flowing
0: in mind. One, two, Will three. Welcome, welcome back, back to our show minds. And we that's back, right. that works right there.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Can we, uh, back. we yeah, back, Yeah, yeah we we back, we best. that's
2: all that matters. <laughs> like, like, you know, you know one more, one more adversity. You know, you know, did you face me? Because you do a, you do a lot of stuff. You got a full time career
0: outside of you know what you're doing. So you what know, else? You, know, you know, honestly, you know, I sat back and I asked myself what was the biggest adversity, and the biggest adversity probably throughout this entire situation was me. It's me. Like like I can say that it was you know trying to get better gear, you know, podcast equipment. Because if y'all ever seen like my earlier episodes, I used to do those in the closet. I mean, my first episode with y'all was done in my kitchen. You know what I mean? So I can say that it was the year. I can say that it was learning how to find tune my words. I can say a lot of things, but it was really me. And that's really where I wanted everybody to understand that a lot of times, like, your biggest your biggest adversity is you. You're the one that's going to talk yourself out of it. You're the one that's going to say that you're not good enough. And that was some of the things that I would have to do during the time that I was right you know, cause it was it was it's it's one thing. When you don't receive immediate gratification, you start to doubt yourself. I would write something, but I never knew how powerful it was. It was just coming out of my thought and, and onto paper. That was it. It took somebody else reading my rough draft to be like, oh shit, like damn, you know what you're writing right now to keep me going. Because I can tell you right now, if they did not do that, I probably would have quit back in January. I, I probably wouldn't even write the book. I thought I was just bushing. I thought I was just gibber jabbing. I thought I was just 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 stuff coming out of my mouth and onto paper. So the adversity in the situation is always me. And,
2: and, and that's kind of weird that you say you quit because, you know, for a lot for a lot of people, I don't know, you know, uh, you know what you guys do in your spare time. Uh, I personally feel like uh, the hardest part, you know, of the journey and the process, is, you know, which we will talk about next, was actually starting. Right. So you know, once you start. Fill in the blank. <laughs> But uh, now, you know, you know what? one more one more adversity, you know, you know, did you face, man? Because you do a, you do a lot of stuff. You got a full time career outside of you know, what you're doing. So
0: you know what? What else? You, you know, honestly, you know, I sat back and I asked myself, what was the biggest adversity? And the biggest adversity probably throughout this entire situation was been me. It's like, like I can say that it was you know trying to get better gear, you know, podcast equipment. Because if y'all ever seen like my earlier episodes, I used to do those in the closet. I mean, my first episode with y'all was done in my kitchen. You know what I mean? So I can say that it was the year. I can say that it was learning how to fine tune my words. I can say a lot of things, but it was really me. And that's really where I wanted everybody to understand that a lot of times, like, your biggest your biggest adversity is you. You're the one that's going to talk yourself out of it. You're the one that's going to say that you're not good enough. And that was some of the things that I would have to do during the time that I was writing. You know, because it was, it was, it's, it's one thing when you don't receive immediate gratification, you start to doubt yourself. I would write something, but I never knew how powerful it was. It was just coming out of my thought and and onto paper. That was it. It took somebody else reading my rough draft to be like, "Oh shit! Like, damn! You know what you're writing right now?" To keep me going, because I can tell you right now, if they did not do that, I probably would have quit back in January. I I probably wouldn't even wrote the book. Because I thought I was just bushing, I thought I was just gibber jabbing, I thought I was just 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 stuff coming out of my mouth and on to paper. So the adversity in the situation is always me. And,
2: and, and that's kind of weird that you say you quit because you know for a lot, for a lot of people, I don't know, you know, uh, you know, what you guys do in your spare time. Uh I personally feel like uh the hardest part, you know, of the journey and the process, is, you know, which we'll talk about next, uh, is actually starting. Mm. Right? So you know, once you start, you know, it makes it, you know. So you're doing, you know, everything you're doing. uh, The podcast never stopped. right? U A U A,
1: right?
2: So, so what was that process like? You know, in in balancing everything.
0: Um, the being able to continue to keep going while the podcast was still going was I felt like I was obligated. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I don't want to say obligated, like something's forcing me to be able to do the podcast. But in the very beginning of the podcast, the podcast was dedicated to helping me become the better version of myself. And after a while, people started really, like, fucking with the podcast. People were, like, looking forward to each episode. People were, like, now people are actually enjoying the Unfuck Yourself Fridays. Yes. And I felt like I couldn't stop there. I couldn't just stop with the podcast. So what a lot of people didn't know is that while I was still doing the podcast, while I was still doing my speaking gigs, I would wake up in the middle of the night. Around like 12 to 4 o'clock in the morning, those were the times where I was writing my book. And that was like either right before I had dropped the episode. So right after I got done editing and publishing the episode, I would turn around and start writing the book. And it kind of helped because it was like, and this is the thing is that a lot of times we get overloaded. And we say to ourselves like, hey, I want to take a step back. But just like what I said, things happen on purpose and they serve a purpose. And the thing is, is that my podcast was feeding chapters to my book because I was still evolving. I was still evolving as is. So with each chapter, I was able to articulate differently because I had just talked about it. I had just felt that moment. I had just lived that moment. So that was one thing. And, and another reason why I didn't want to tell nobody what was going on in the podcast is because don't you hate when somebody like says like something's going to happen, but then it don't happen? I done came a long way. I ain't my father. So I was like, I ain't about to start doing that. So I tried to keep it like to myself until it was actually found out. It's out. You got it. Uh, you know, my idea of uh, you
2: know
0: leaving
2: a body of work Right, uh, it's, it's you kind of get immortalized, you know, forever, right? So, so you're here on this earth, you know, way beyond. You know, this is, you know, not even the beginning of your legacy, right? But you also talk about, uh, you know, ideas uh, laying in the graveyard, right, with their owners. Right. So you know, let's let on that. Let's So, think about that. i you
0: know, just like I mentioned earlier during the book reading, you know, this. This was just an idea. Before it took physical form, it was just an idea. And I tried to kill it so many times. I can say that this was by far one of the most resilient things ever. And I tried to kill it. it I would say things like, well, I don't need to be a published author. You know, so-and-so dropped their book five years after they were already starting. I used to say things like well you know what honestly I'm not really a book writer I'm more of a speaker people can actually you know what's the purpose of writing things when we got podcasts now you know and I would talk myself out of them this kept going to the hospital but it would never go to the war. and I hope a lot of people understood exactly what I just said I would send this idea to the hospital but I would never try to send it to it never made it to the board. I would injure it I would, I would try but it wouldn't and I tell people that like you know, your best place, the richest place in the world, is in the graveyard. Somebody had created the iPhone before Steve Jobs did, but they just never pursued it. Amazon was thought of a hundred times over, but nobody pursued it. I mean, shoot, look at where we're at right now. Things have been thought of. How many of y'all have ever encountered somebody that just knew exactly what they wanted to do, but they just never pursued it? Hell, some of us have ideas that we just never pursued
3: it. <laughs> you know.
0: And that's where exactly this book was on its way too. So if I can tell you anything, one of the richest places—it's always going to be. the world. It's always going to be. be filled with passions, dreams, and aspirations that just never were fulfilled. And I'm just happy this one was able to survive.
2: So, so our next, uh, right, uh, the next segment, right? We'll uh, open it up uh, for questions uh, from the audience. Uh, so if anybody
3: person
0: to go first. Um, so what's next after your book? Like what do you have planned? Um, the audiobook. You know, and I and I wanted to like when I announced it about the audiobook, book. It's Meach speaks regardless of the situation. It's always going to be me just speaks. God gave me something that needs to come out, and it's going to be speaking. And and this is definitely a skill that I just unlocked. You know, I feel like Goku when he finally turns Super Saiyan I can can assure you that it's definitely a skill it's definitely a skill but I'm each speaks and I wanted to give y'all something that y'all can really ride to you know and I'm gonna just be 100% there was things that I just couldn't spell so I didn't put it in the book
3: I can say it but I just
0: couldn't spell it you know like articulate I don't know how to spell that but I know what it means I do know what it means I do and I wanted to be able to elaborate a little bit more in that. And that project right there with the audiobook, the reason why I'm taking my time with it is because yes, I, I, y'all not buying something that y'all not, let me rephrase, not buying, y'all not consuming something where I'm just reading a book. Y'all could, y'all gonna consume something completely different than the book. Yes, will there be moments where it's like previously on this chapter, but I'm talking about something completely different. I've evolved into something completely different. Now. So I, that's really the next project right there. The audiobook. I'll go next, bro.
3: and uh, the
2: there's no such thing as an overnight success segment. You said the problem is that we imagine it in its final form um, and not in its beginning. I know you touched on that earlier, but can you dig deeper on that?
0: Right? right there. As you hold it, that's not a wrong woman. Oh, no? it's a baby. And that's the thing that I really want people to understand. When you created your brand. And I, you know, you know, G-Man, and I really wanted to bring that because G-Man knows, and I said it. I saw G-Man when I was in Afghanistan on national television before I actually saw that man in person. I was a fan of that man before he even knew it. I remember I remember being in Afghanistan, seeing that man on national television. See what I'm saying? And I was just like this. I was just flabbergasted, blown away, just, just, just taken away a little bit by the fact I was like, "Oh my God, Marines are on TV." <laughs> and he, he don't even know what he did, but he imputed something into me. And I, 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 I really just like, like it just, it just dwelled within me for that long. And I remember when I saw G Man, and I just got so excited to see him because I had already seen him before. George Anthony. I heard George Anthony. Before I actually met that man, look at boys. <laughs> you know, I, I I had already seen these people. <laughs> and Nick, you know, I you know, and I'm one of them type of people that like follow people, but then I unfollow them after the nine or <laughs> 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 I I follow, <laughs> i'm notorious for unfollowing i'll follow every like every quarter but i knew them i knew them so when i saw andy in person i i was just i was once again taken away because they had taken something that they created and they just moved with it. and that's one thing that a lot of us don't understand is that y'all we we, we have these dreams we these aspirations. We have these things right here and they just they just never make it to physical form because we're so quick to kill it. We're so quick to kill it. And it took parenthood for me to understand that, you know, hearing my son voice for the first time and realizing his voice is going to be deeper than mine that this is a child that I'm holding. <laughs> it is. It is. And But he's going to become something. He's going to become a man. And I really wish that we would understand it. That, that dream that you have, that craft that you have, that hobby that you just have, that could be a paid profession. And I never will understand how we so quick to kill our own dreams when there's dog walkers right now still making six figures, even in the pandemic. I just, It's California, people need their dogs walking. It's the truth.
1: And that's one thing
0: that I really wanted to just add in there is that you're not in your final form. I remember, and I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. You, you know, I may look like a hooper and athletic, but I have no athletic ability. I just look like it, you know. And I remember watching anime and Dragon Ball Z. And Frieza said it the best. He said, "I'm not in my final form. I'm not even in my final form yet." He tearing everybody up throughout the episode. He's not even in his final form yet. And then we don't, and we don't even give ourselves that much credit. You're not even in your final form yet you so happy about the success that you have right now, but you don't even realize that you're about to get more. You had an all-you-can-eat buffet, and you're trying to tuck your fork away, but there's more to come. You're not even in your final form, and that's really what I wanted to gain from that. Like, I really wanted people to gain from that when they're ready. I have another one. So, low-key, I, I don't know if I want to ask
3: this question, but... I'm <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure if this is going
0: to open up a door to like a whole different conversation but are you satisfied with your product? No. Um I lie and I try to say that I'm just digesting it but I'm just not happy. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I'm not happy, the reason why I'm not happy is just, I know that it's really good. I know it's good. It came for me. Um <laughs> But I've never visualized myself as an author I never visualized myself as a podcaster. I I started and I wanted to be like Inky Johnson. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I started and I wanted to be like Les Brown. You know, Inky Johnson. And I didn't know who Eric Thomas was until somebody told me that I could speak. So the goal was always to end up on stage in front of the masses and just allow my voice to paint the picture in a room. And each day that I do something, I just always just feel like it's just a step towards what my final form is. So, like, am I happy? am just content. I'm just content. I'm satisfied with it, but I know it could be better. And I feel like it's because I'm content that is why I continue to keep being better. Because... It's like being at Red Lobster and you just eating those cheesy biscuits. They good, but you ain't supposed to keep eating them. (laughs)
1: You know, you
0: got a whole full meal. And that's one thing that I don't want to allow myself to do is just get fat off my appetizers. Mm. You know, and just like allow it to just continue to keep getting me. So, I'm not. All right. Okay. You say your vision keeps getting larger. What did I mean when I said my vision keeps getting larger? G-Man was brought it up. Lamont was going around and he said, like, I should have brought out non-disclosures you would have asked me a year ago, I wouldn't even know. I, I didn't know what that was. Was like, oh, disclosure. What are we doing? What are we doing in here, guys? <laughs> what are we about to do? But, but that's the thing that a lot of us don't realize is that... Imagine being in a house and you just keep clearing it out. Keep clearing it out adding more space. It's got to get bigger. But the thing is that as it gets bigger, you got to be prepared to be able to fill up each room you not in your final form, but the thing is, is that as you get older, as you get bigger, you're going to have to buy more shoes, you're going to have to buy more clothes, and that's the thing, is that as your dream and visions get bigger, you're going to have to start making those adjustments to fit that position. A lot of people, they have the potential to make it to their next step. They just don't have the capacity to be able to make it to their next step. Those franchises that we see, that's because they were prepared to make it to that next step. They realized the vision was getting bigger, so they adjusted to the vision that was getting bigger. They didn't put, they didn't starve the vision. That's what it is. We'll starve our own goals because we're not ready to make that next step to it. And that's the thing is that I've been starving all my life. And one thing that's not about to be going malnourished is
4: my goals and dreams. So I have to make it to me. I have to. Thank you. I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, Because we talked about this outside of this difference between hungry and starving, right, you could go hungry, so to follow up with satisfaction, like right? to follow up with fulfillment, that means you would stop, that means you're satiated, right, that means you've eaten until you're full, and you just said it, you hit the nail on the head, right, you said you're starving, and you will continue to starve, because that makes us strive for more, that's so. what I don't know anybody. I don't. Your glass is probably empty. I came late. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. 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 Congratulations. What <laughs> well, in? I. Excuse me. What would you? Because. <laughs> <laughs> like to talk shit yeah so i military love to I, I, <laughs> I, so I saw a video that you posted and you're like some of you are going to be real uncomfortable around me <laughs> right i remember that video i was like that's that shit right there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we met on that trip we met face to face for the first time driving up to la to go to that that uh that little swat whatever on this video coming to a telemo <laughs> <movie>. near <laughs> <laughs> hey keep on hell for that okay <laughs> we, we really <laughs> is. okay <laughs> I broke I broke the people's dummy gun and all this other shit yeah i don't like it is like I broke it you know what I mean but then you, you've falling in love with the process so my question to you is this what do you recommend to somebody who's trying to go to that next level what do you recommend to somebody who's trying to take that next step? Whether it's writing a book, whether it's starting a podcast, whether it's whatever, right? What is your advice, right? To I don't know how many marines are on deck. What's for the next rank? What does the next pillar look like? What does the next whatever look like? What do you recommend to them and to himself? What is the next step to take to uh, remain stopping? I will say that
1: there's
4: two types of people in this world:
0: there's a quitter and a procrastinator and you you always see it in a race you start things happen life happens you know that adversity happens it gets to the best of us and we are quick and we, we 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 chastise the quitter we punish the quitter we talk about the quitter but we don't forget about the procrastinator and everybody in this room has seen the procrastinator You know, the one that forgets that we have 24 hours, we all the same, and we talk all this shit about the fact that if I just would have did this, X, Y, and Z would have been able to do this. You know, the procrastinator that's in the stands, and he got so much to talk about the person that just quit, Mm. but don't realize the battle that he was fighting. One thing that I've learned about the difference between the procrastinator and the quitter, and I don't know about y'all, but I would rather just quit than the procrastinator, because the thing about quitting is that when I start again, I'll have experience procrastinator, he had never have anything until he actually starts. And that's one thing that I really wanted everybody to understand is that even if you start something, it's okay to quit. It's okay to quit. The book got finished probably back in like April, but I brought it back into the lab just to redo some stuff, add some more things in, you know, get stuck in the procrastination perfection loop. It's okay. Done is better than perfect. I I always tell everybody that somebody in this room right now got the potential to do something so great. But they're... Give me a second. Just allowing that to just marinate. I say that because and I'm just going to go off topic. When I was eight years old, my grandmother pulled me off to side and she said, Demetrius, what do you really want to be when you grow up? I said, I want, I want to be a comedian. I'm funny. I'm charismatic. Y'all hear me? And she looked me dead in my face and said that I would be a joke for the rest of my life. And in that moment right there, boom, I killed that dream. A week later, she would come back up to me and she would say, Demetrius, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, obviously, a comedian is out of the, you know, the, you know out of the thing I love cooking and I can see myself opening up my own restaurant and right then and there she said that you know restaurants don't make a lot of money by the time I made it in high school I had no aspirations of what I wanted to be in life. and I remember my sister coming up to me and she, she didn't even she cut it straight to me she said you're not going to college right and I was like how did you know because by my senior year, I didn't add, I didn't talk about college, I didn't bring it up. While everybody else was getting those you know letters of whether or not they were either getting accepted or not, I was not worried about that situation. I had no aspirations. I was expecting myself to go off to prison. I was getting ready for it. I was I was really prepared for it. I was already in those trenches. So I mean, like it was either or. It was eventually going to happen. Either I would work at Chrysler, get a janitorial job, or I would just be in the system, just like a statistic that I was supposed to be. I remember this day just like it was yesterday, and I will never leave me again. We had to take the SATs, and they called all the all the seniors in my class. And I remember being, in and I remember when they didn't call my name. They didn't. They, my name wasn't the only one that got called. It was like four of the people that got called too. That didn't. Nobody. They weren't able to take the SATs. And for those who don't know, the SATs is a real big thing if you want to go off to college. But because I'm not going to college, that don't matter to me. Let me hurry up and call my mama before she get a mile away so she can come pick me up. And I remember seeing people cry, talking about their futures and stuff like that. But mom was already killed. So when I sit here with this book, this podcast, and these aspirations for something so much more, and I hear that question of what are you supposed to be, or what could you do, what is the advice that I would give somebody... If they wanted to keep going. Because do you want to be. It's one thing to be unfulfilled. But do you want to continue to be lost. And see. Because that's really what it is. You lost. And you're just hoping that the wind. Take you to your next destination. Don't you want to take control. And finally create where you're supposed to go. And I, I think that that's the best part. About this entire journey. Is that. I'm in control. I'm creative, you know. I'm an author. If you catch me on Unfuck Yourself Friday, shit, I'm a comedian. I'm a radio host. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not awesome no more. And I think that's the thing, right there. That I would tell anybody. That's it. Right. That's right. That's it. Right. Yo. thing that I want to do is be able to talk to me. That's it. Y'all heard it before Soon in episode one. Say it again. I don't want to have an impact. I just want to talk to me. Demetrius pan at eight years old when his dad sat there and told him that you're going to be the man in the house. I really just want to talk to that kid and tell him that you actually can be the man in the house. You're going to be able to get Demetrius Thigpen when he was working at Myers pushing carts and he had to buy he had to use his check to buy groceries because it was just hot dogs in the refrigerator I wanted to tell that man that you know you can actually do this Corporal Thigpen as he watched everybody get promoted and he was getting frustrated although he was definitely a lot better than a lot of people and I don't say that out of just pride I really just say that out of facts you know I want to talk to me everybody just hears like and I I really want everybody to understand is that a lot of people are just hearing the conversation that I'm having with myself that's it it's not I want to talk to you it's not I want to talk to you it's not that I want to change the world I really just wish that I could have been the person that I needed the most I wish I could have been the father give me a minute as I shut down I want to be the father that I needed the most man that I needed the most. I want to be able to tell myself that it's okay to express some form of emotion instead of happiness and anger. That you are allowed to be able to explore your full spectrum of emotions, young man. I want to be able to tell myself that it's okay to be able to stand up for yourself, to believe in what you believe that just because I, I don't want to do it is, is reason enough. I want to be able to sit back and tell myself That it's okay It's okay that He 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 suffers from addiction It's not that he don't love y'all You're not weak Because you You're not weak You're just getting stronger So if I can do anything Shit I just want to talk to myself That's it It. <laughs> real, like, Go ahead, drop that <laughs> Do we have any more
3: questions? Is there anything
0: you learned about yourself when writing this Anything new you discovered about yourself? Yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm, letting them I'm not in a phrase. Not that I'm like,
3: like, I'm not dumb. <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> articulate You know, and that's one thing that a lot of us don't realize is That we are actually capable of so much more We just don't, we don't explore that So being able to become an author Is just like unlocking a new piece of it And it was just like, oh shit Like damn, you can write You, can, you, you really like, you putting your thoughts On the paper and it makes sense Like, you know, you know, like 1 plus 1 really is 2 Like, good job, <laughs> Beatrice You know, like, you don't get hung up on your punctuation It matters, it works it works, they figure that out, somebody else get paid to do that. <laughs> you know, and I learned that that's also awesome what I learned. I was like, somebody else get paid to do that. Don't worry yeah. about that. You able to create. Stop worrying about the semantics. Yeah, Absolutely. What would you say you sacrifice in order to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Everything? Mm-hmm. I mean y'all hear that about that in the next book, but yeah. Quick, quick. What is negality? Legal. Legal.
3: Like
0: the <laughs> legal. legal aspect of okay. Legal. Well, let's say, uh, owning a business or being an entrepreneur. Nothing. Nobody's like. teaching anybody No, and, 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 and that's the right thing. Is that, you know, growing up, I was not taught to all my own people. Andy and them is the first first black entrepreneurs I ever seen, like like seen and actually talked to and had a conversation with. Gmail is the first Marine I ever saw on TV, <laughs> and, I, and I and I get past and I'm not talking about like the recruiting pictures. The first Marine, because in my mind them no recruiting like like what they show them probably actors. I don't know, they probably actors. I don't know, but I knew by the way that they spoke that they were. I knew that they were, and I feel like just right there, as we grow up, they so all not better than this. So are gonna like, teach to these people that you can do as, like Let them know the legality aspect of everything, what they can and cannot do, as far as what you're I just met you, right. and I haven't read your book, which I will, I buy but what are you teaching outside of Man, saw that? And I said, right there, it's like in the next project. Stay tuned to the next project, and I promise you I will educate everybody on what it is and what you can be and how you're supposed to be. Exactly that. And the insides and Because as I learned it right there, I wanted to share it.
2: And and, and one thing that hold a lot of us back is that's that's some scary stuff. Uh, You know, not even knowing what is an LLC, what is an S-Corp, you know, just the the basics to, you know, what what should I even be Googling? You know, who should I be talking to? I mean, I reach out to people all the time. If they ask me a question, I'll send you the I'll see you the link exactly to where I did it from. Uh, you know, what you want to do? You want to do legal Zoom? You want to do any file? You know, you got partners? You got you know? What's the there's nobody to, to to help our community, you know, openly. And even when people ask, there's a lot of people who withhold information, right? Uh, you know, if I did it, and you want to do it, I'm gonna tell you exactly how I did it. But before us, before you know, uh, social media. A lot of people will withhold information just because they, 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 think, they think of it as If he start his Then I'm going to lose a dollar which, which is not the case but I think that's the biggest thing that drops people back is You know where do I even start You know what, what should I even be looking for uh, A lot of people pop the credit cards The same information you put in a a credit card the same information you put into a for LLC just, Who told you that? Anyway, research somebody has to reach out to you, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be some type of mentorship, you know, something that, that goes on in that aspect. So, uh, you know, uh, that, that's that. Right. I, got, I, got, I got two more questions. Uh, if anybody else has any questions, it starts with you. Another question. How many times did you hear no about your book before you heard yes? How did you feel
0: when you heard that yes? I've been getting told. I was getting told. I, at first, The first no's were always at my shop. We eat our own. We eat our own. Wow. Anything outside of the mission, we gonna eat our, we gonna eat each other for. Yeah. And that was the immediate thing that happened. Like it was like, you know, like, you know, you're worried about your book. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. It took somebody. You know what's so crazy is that it actually took somebody outside of my own race, outside of my own culture, to be able to just sit there and just say like, yo, like this. Like reading my rough draft, it was like, yo, do you know what you just wrote? Do you know what you just wrote? And I was sitting back and I was blown away by what they just said to me. I was like, what? Because it was within my own culture in the military. Within my own culture being black. It was actually some, like, small Hispanic woman, and she sat there and read it, named Gia, the love doctor. I don't know what the hell, why she called herself that, but... And she was like, <laughs> Meech, do you know exactly what you just wrote right here? And that was the, that was the first yes. Everybody else had said no. When I finally heard that, I told her, I was like, yo, can you send me that recording? Because I just really need to just hear that over and over again. Of being told yes. Because I've always been told. No, I was always, I was an I've been in second place, third place, rarely am I in first. So when somebody finally put me in first, it was just like, can like, you believe that? Like for real? And I was like, dude stop lying. And she's like, I have, it's just like, I'm getting paid. I don't need to lie. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the big thing. So, um, for the, those of you guys who don't know me, I'm representing the Veterans Employment Committee in San Diego. My name is Josh. My mission is just for more veterans and active duty to start businesses and to chase their dreams. So, my, in my opinion, I think that education, the military, and technology are the great equalizers of society. doesn't matter what color you are. No matter anything, like, the little things that we learn in the military or through school or through starting businesses is that we can make our own way, especially here in the U.S. So, just what would you like to, what message would you like to put out there to those who are thinking about starting a business or who are thinking about doing something? Like, what, what would be, to sum it all up, like your message to them? Because obviously you had the the balls to do what you're doing, which not a lot of people do, and you see that you have support here in San Diego and across the whole active duty military community. Like, what's the number one thing you want people to hear? Ain't you tired of being told what to do? That, I mean, 100%. Ain't you getting tired of being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it? Mm-hmm. Blamed on something that you did not do, <laughs> but it was somebody else that did <laughs> I finally, I feel like Suge Knight, like, 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 run your own business. And and that's the thing, that's the mindset that really like came down. I remember like being in a job interview, and in that job interview, there was, you know, I, I had the job, I had the job. But they I, it clicked and I was just like, honestly after 10 years of military service, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to be told what to do no more. I don't want to be told how to do it no more. I want to be able to be on my own. And it really means a lot to say that. you know and that's not you know that's not to take anything away from anybody that wants to you know go into business with somebody else or do business with somebody else. But what I really wanted them to know, and what I really want us to know is that us as military members, we capable of running like five, you know, like Big, big, big Corporations, we're capable of we more than managers, supervisors You deal with people on a regular basis You know how to make sure the mission happens You know how to deal with uh, You you have these capabilities That can really put you somewhere But you adore your own life And you will sever your own dreams You will sell your own dreams To somebody else's Like I really look up to y'all I really look up to y'all I really look up to you because I watch y'all create something and then continue to push forward with it. So, so, so if I could tell anybody that's, that's, that's a military, that's a member, that's a veteran is that you are capable of it. They spent four years investing in you. When you going to finally invest in yourself. Because until you invest in yourself, nobody else is going to invest in you. Let me phrase that. Until you believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe into you. Stop worrying about if they going to believe in you because you don't even believe in you. And that's the big thing that I would tell any military member. That you got to believe in you because you got the skills, you got the capabilities. Just do it. Mind if I can't off of that? Yes. Look, this ain't about me. And I just want y'all to understand something. Who, who here served in the military right? Who here has, has had a 9 to 5 that told you when you need to be somewhere and what time you to be somewhere? All of us, right? Bro, I, one thing that I know that pisses me off about myself is if the Marine Corps asks, asks me to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning, my ass going to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning where mm. they ask me to be. Mm. But the moment I ask myself to be mm. up at 3 o'clock so I can make sure I get those extra hours in the day mm-hmm. to put that work in for the dreams that I want, I'm real quick to hit the snooze button. Why does the Marine, what the Marine Corps want, matter more to me than They'll what be. I want? And that's what he, what he's hitting on right there. Is you should be putting more effort and honesty into your dreams than you should be in what everybody else is asking of you. And the moment you start doing that, is the moment that you spread your wings and you fucking fly. <laughs> that's, that's
3: deep,
1: right. that's
3: It's not a bomb it's about us. Uh, don't let anybody say the little book gathering, or your little boot camp, or your little this, or your little that. Ain't there a little about this? This is fucking huge. This is huge. You know, look around you. You got white, you got Hispanic, you got black, you got whatever, you know? So there's nothing little about what you're doing, you know, and I don't, that's, it's just, this is it's big, it's huge. And that's something that I struggle with, and I told you Jordan all the time, like, I used to, I used to eat at me when people say my little boot camp, Oh, like my own fucking ex-wife, my own ex, like my mom, my dad, or all your little thing going, no, she's not little, it's fucking huge, <laughs> and it's big, and it's international, and you're making an impact, and if I can change somebody's life, you're changing somebody's life, so like, yo, this is huge, and I appreciate you, and it's can't stop. you know? just
0: You know, fun fact is that, like I mentioned, my dad was a reoccurring character. And during that time, during his time on set, my dad ain't good at sports. I, this, this is a genetic problem. This ain't yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't just wake up and wasn't good at sports. No, this this come from a lot of, theme fans are a long line of genes that just ain't just good at doing anything athletic. And he was the one that actually introduced it to me. And he was the one that actually like really like, I those were my memories that kept me going as far as like, you know, like the anime, the the nerd stuff, you know, that's really what I took, I took my son to Comic-Con because, because my father promised me that we were going to go to Comic-Con, so I wanted to make sure that I took him, and my brother, on the other hand, who's 15 years older than me, you know, he was not a nerd at, at all, period. He was scholarship to college for football. You know, very athletic. My sister, my younger sister, also very athletic. I was the only one. I felt like an outcast. But one thing that they always did was they made me feel like as if I was still one. You know, they understood me. They still sat down. And, 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 you know, we always sit down and we ask ourselves, like, you know, what are you watching? But it's like, you know, learn about it, but don't ask about it. You you know, educate ourselves in the sense of what are we actually watching? Let's read this. Let's not get past the fact of, oh, is this, you know, it's not Dragon Ball Z, but, you know, we're going to say that it's Dragon Ball Z. Like, only nerds know exactly that pain right there. No, this is a Dragon scene. Like, please complete. It's my hero academia. Come on. Come on, Dad. Like, let's get with it. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like, it's like, like, we watching. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like watching, like, you know, the San Diego Chargers, you know, or the LA Chargers. And you like, what are you watching, Lions? Come on, Dad. Like, you know, damn, like, this ain't it. And it's just being with us, you know, and I think that's what it is. Like, my my kids, my son don't, my son ain't going to be in the I can see it in his eyes. He already having girl problems. He only five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I can see that. So it's it's evolving as a parent and understanding as a parent. I think that's what it is. You But know? I think that's
2: the our Last question, right, Based off of you know all the love and the support of the rooms. Uh, one thing that's you know extremely discouraging, uh, for got a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of moving shakers. You you talked about in your book as well uh, Is the idea of losing support uh, from your friends.
0: So, you know, you could just dig dig a little in that. Do me a favor. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. I met all of y'all. Do me a favor. Put your hand down if y'all met me last year. Guys. (laughs) 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 Guys, guys. 2000. 2019. Did you know me? No doubt. Keep your right. hand down. Put your hand down if you knew me in 2019. Oh. 2018, did you know me? Seventeen? Right. We all met in 2020. Yeah. I met we you in seventeen. We all met in really 2020. I met you yeah. <laughs> in seventeen. We worked together. That don't count. We did <laughs> <laughs> right, a completely right, different guys. relationship. <laughs> but I say that because all those people, you see, what I'm saying, I had friends in 2017, 18, 19. They're not here. When I finally decided to get my shit together, I lost so many people. And that was the hardest part about getting myself together. It was because I felt like I was doing something wrong because of the amount of people that I was losing. But this is the thing that I wanted people to understand is that people are only going to stay with you based off of the version that you are right now. In fact, I'll break it down like this. Netflix and Hulu. When Netflix first came out, Netflix was only, I said, $4, $8. Didn't have a lot on there. When Hulu came out, it was only $6. But as soon as they got their stuff together and started really putting some stuff on there, the price went up. And that's exactly what it was. As soon as I realized that I needed to get my stuff together, you know, not hang out with the same guys that I'm having the same issues at work with and we get drunk and just have the exact same conversation that we would at work. With, you know, or, or hang out with the same people that I'm always doing the exact same thing with, we just lost together. The moment that I rose my price up, people had to start canceling their subscription with me. Mm-hmm. And I say cancel your subscription because this is the thing. Well well if you couldn't afford the Hulu and Netflix payment, is Netflix and Hulu gonna go back to their beta version for you? You just won't have Netflix and Hulu no more. And that's the thing that a lot of us don't understand is that as I really started and I say get my shit together. Because before I could speak to y'all and y'all understood, I had to understand myself. I had to be at peace with myself with what I was saying because I didn't want to get up here and be a charlatan, be a fraud. Mm. And in order to do that, I had to heal problems within me. And once that started happening, I started losing so many people. People ain't fucking with me. You know, I got kicked, I got kicked out of a mess night. Right before I dropped the podcast, I was getting kicked out, escorted. Sorry, Major's not 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 happy about it. You heard about it?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Drunk and showed every show, showed my whole ass. Almost and people will bring that up. That's the thing. People will bring that up. How he gonna sit here and talk about motivational stuff? We just watched him get escorted and taken home. Mm. He threw up in the parking lot. Mm. My first speech in the Marine Corps, where I realized that I was supposed to be a speaker four hours before I got on stage and just like that another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind i hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as i enjoyed making it stay tuned mondays and fridays don't forget to follow me on instagram at MeechSpeaks. speaks once again that's Meech speaks meach is spelled m-e-e-c-h don't forget to share this podcast subscribe to this podcast follow this podcast pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves even though i don't know what that type of version is i just know that you can be better lastly Don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind, available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.